Welcome to 5 Minutes of Faith, presented by FirstCenturyFaithToday.com. Forrest and Hiram coming at you not so live. Hiram, let's talk about something maybe a little bit more in the moral dimension. Uh, obviously, last 10 years or so, there's been an increase in the whole LGBTQ plus landscape and the celebration and popularity of certain things like homosexuality and transgenderism. I know those are hard to group together. Um, but what are some principles maybe for Christians who are just trying to navigate the world the way it is today, but also in a way that can hopefully shine our light and also share the gospel with those who may be involved in that lifestyle? Yeah, so this question is coming up more and more. It's involving individuals' families, congregations, friendships, and there's just going to be no way around it. There's the way through it as we become the people God wants us to be and use the Bible to inform us on how to respond to this. And I would say there are typically two extremes when it comes to the sin of homosexuality or sins of sexual morality in general. And that is one is, you know, off with their heads, they're vile, they're abominable, let's destroy them. But the other is, and there, I think we're seeing more of this, and that is we need to be compassionate, we need to be kind, we need to be gentle, we need to make sure we don't condemn. And while there isn't this out and out acceptance, we can kind of soften our response to the sin. And I think we need to be careful about that. So I think the biblical responses are found throughout the New Testament and how Jesus interacted with people that were in sin and Jesus was sinless and we're not, but we can learn a lot from the way he treated people. Um, we need to love people. That's what Jesus did. Jesus engaged them. He spent time around them. He highlighted the good qualities that people possessed when he was among them, but he was also willing to call out the sin for what it was so that he could hopefully point people to forgiveness and reconciliation. And then when people did repent, he made sure to note it and didn't have them on any kind of spiritual probation. You know, in Romans chapter one, verses 26 and 27, Paul does call homosexuality vile affection. And a Christian needs to be able to say that without apologizing for it. And then in first Corinthians six, nine through 10, he says people that practice those sorts of sins. And he basically, um, lumps them together with a host of other deeds of unrighteousness. He says you can't enter the kingdom of God if you practice those things. The interesting thing is in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And most times people pick up on that and they say, see, people can change. And I think that's true. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 teaches that. But here's the other thing to appreciate. Paul says, and such were some of you, you were washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That also tells you something about Paul. Because in Acts 18 and verse 8, Paul went to Corinth and preached and people believed and obeyed the gospel, Acts 18 and verse 8. So evidently, Paul didn't have any issue interacting with and evangelizing with individuals that were of a homosexual persuasion. And we need to be like that as well. Yes, people can change, but how will they change? Paul said, I was a father in the gospel to you. I taught you. I interacted with you. And so... Those that decry the sin of homosexuality, we need to ask ourselves, how often do we engage with people that are engaged in that sin and try to point them toward the way of righteousness? How often are we talking to them about the gospel and the good news so that verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 6 can be true about them? If we only mention verses 9 and 10, we're not being faithful to Scripture. But if we only mention verse 11 and we're afraid to mention the reality that if you remain impenitent in anything that's mentioned in verses 9 and 10, you can't be saved. If we can't say that unapologetically, then we're not being true to what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And there's, you know, I think a time 
in our culture where we've come to the point where we just need to pray for boldness, for kindness, for love, but also just to be unafraid and to know that we have the truth and we're on the side of the truth and that eventually the truth will will overcome. So I uh, appreciate that. That's been about five minutes and we will, Lord willing, catch you in the next one. Mm -hmm.